Yo, what's up, my dude? Yeah, what's going go? on? Are we live? Are we live? <laughs> <laughs> We're live. We're live. All right, welcome, welcome to another episode, season one, episode two of Sports Talk with Josh and Chris. My name is Chris, aka C Style, S T Y L E. I have it. You don't. Sweet Feet Jones. You know it. What's going what's on? What's happening? Brother? I'm doing good. You doing good as always. Just, uh, you know, kick back living this quarantine life. There it is. Awesome. Sweet deal. Man, how was today, brother? How did today go? Dude, today. Today was, uh, it's like Groundhog Day, my dude. Jeez, see, like, you yeah, on a you on a whole nother one. That I, I ain't gonna. I yeah, wake up, you on a whole I wake up, one. I try to get my brain ready, <laughs> do some reading, drink my coffee, then I go work out. You know, there I go it is. Hit the weights. There it is. I gotta go do. I gotta go do some it. boxing, and then I come home and and that's it, man. I mean, there's not not a whole lot we can do right now. You know what I mean? I feel it. I ain't doing that though. You doing more than I am. <laughs> I never thought I'd be. I mean, I'm doing. I'd be so excited to go back to work, man. Oh man, you have no idea. I cannot wait to go back to the regular job. You know, I, I definitely am having fun spending time at the houses. You know, as much as possible. But I gotta get out, man. It's time to you know interact with people. Right. That's what we need. That's how we keep our brains right. Cool, man. So. Of course, let's jump right into it. What are we talking about Dude, today, first my thing, boy? First thing on got tap, I got is the uh, the new series coming out on ESPN airs tonight. Yes, you know sir. About. Yes, sir. The man, the man, the for goat. For anyone that doesn't know what series that is, it's the Last Dance, and it's the I guess I mean I obviously I haven't seen it because it's not aired yet, but it's the it's a ten part series, and it's uh, the Chicago Bulls during their dynasty. Dude, if you don't know what we are talking about when I say the goat, the man, if you don't know what today is, you you probably might you, you shouldn't be listening <laughs> to this. You probably got something else to do. This is going to be so epic. Didn't you did you hear that he said that once he was quoted saying that uh, once this airs that he thinks that he's going to be viewed as a yeah, horrible person? Said, I found that I found that I found it to be very very hard yeah, to believe. Yeah, he said he's going to be hated by a lot of people. Uh, I don't know, man. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm interested. I want, I want to see why, why he thinks that. I feel like, I feel like it's not I, real. Like, it's like I feel like, I'm, like you're the goat. Like you're the guy. I have a theory. Okay. So I think he's, I think he thinks this because of the way he left the Bulls when he go, went to go play baseball. I think that people might think that he abandoned his team. Mm. And then I also, I also mm. think that. He was such a competitor. Like, you want to talk about him and Kobe? Those are the two, easily the two biggest competitors we've ever seen, right? They've always emulated yeah. each other. They're, they're, they look exactly alike. So, I mean, you could say that there there's better players. Whatever. You could argue different angles like that. But just pure competitor, like, for sure, those two guys. So, I think that when you're a competitor, like, I just... What's that? I just find it I, I I just find it so hard to 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 view him as such knowing like his record and like knowing like this man has never lost in the finals. Like and we just like honestly understand what that means. That means that every time that he made it to the dance, to the to the big show where the lights were brighter than normal, he said, you know what, I'm not losing. 
Like I'm coming out of here with a chip and I'm bringing the boys with me. Like that means something. So I just, I mean, if, you know, they say, what is it? You, 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 what is it? The hero lives long enough to be the villain. I mean, I guess, I don't know. Like, I guess, I, I don't know. Go there, on. There's another part of it that I was thinking about and it's, uh, I don't know how true this is, but, but I've heard that he had some gambling debt oh so uh, oh that's right you did put me on game yeah. on that. i was completely unaware of that i didn't know a whole lot about what that meant do you have more information on that like what, what does that look i'm not like? going to speak on someone's name and, and something of that magnitude i just you know that, just through you know fair. me i'm a pretty straightforward guy so i'm not gonna i don't i don't gossip nothing like that so that's all that i can think of maybe if there was a gambling debt, if that has something to do with it, if they show a different side of that, that maybe people might see see him in a different way. But like you said, man, I mean, he, he's the GOAT. I mean, he, he did a lot to bring basketball to what it is today. Oh, 100%. And still has one of the top selling shoe brands in all of the world. Like, like this man is incredible. Like, competitor, there's so many different ways to describe him as as oh for the record guys we're talking about michael jordan i don't know if we actually <laughs> mentioned his name we keep saying like he 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 this guy the goat yes mj number 23 chicago bulls six championships never lost uh multiple MVPs, gold medals probably one of the gold medals one of the best dunkers of our generation like of our time like it's still arguably the best dunk contest between him and Dominic Wilkins. Ooh. Like, come on. Yeah, you knew, come on, man. I couldn't wait to bring Ooh. that up. I was excited about <laughs> that one. He, he invented the free throw line dunk. Like, like that, no one was doing that until he decided to go ahead and push the envelope. Come on, man. There's posters and t-shirts where my man's is just floating through the air. Air Jordan. Air Jordan. What are we talking air about? Air Jordan for a reason. Man, the, your what is it, Sir Airness? Like, <laughs> yeah. What? Yo, come on, man. Hey, while he's a monster. while we're on that though, I gotta give my props to 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 Dominique though too. Oh yeah. Oh, 100. He definitely brought it. He definitely brought. You know, he definitely did what he was supposed to do. He rose to the occasion. He definitely did. But I mean, Michael Jordan, man, I don't know what it is about that man. I don't know what is that the the secret stuff. Oh, I don't know. Space Jam reference. <laughs> yeah, my Space Jam <laughs> reference, man. That secret stuff. He was drinking that this whole career. Wow. All right, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm going to I'm going to go off off track a little bit here, but I, I need to because we've we've kind of talked about this before, but better dunk contest. Oh, okay. You know yeah, you know which two I'm going to go with. Go ahead. Jordan versus Dom or Aaron Gordon versus Levine? Okay, so here's my take on this. I'm gonna give you my take on this. I have it, I, I, it, I find it very difficult to choose one over the other and here's why. I believe that the Dominique Wilkins and Michael Jordan matchup was incredible for the competitive side. No, not a single, not, I'm not saying that, that the Aaron Gordon and Zach Levine matchup was less competitive. What I'm saying is that they both had that, that dog that just like came out and was like, I can dunk better than you. No, I can dunk better than you. And it just, and with how they were, you know, the power in the dunks and the degree of difficulty, like that was like, wow. Now, as far as the Aaron Gordon and Zach Levine matchup, I loved it for this reason. It was very, very entertaining. I, I viewed it as like one of those, like just 
the the props and the the big lights and just the way that they did things and the charisma that they had while they were dunking and you know I, I and I still to this day think Aaron Gordon uh, Aaron Gordon sorry won that dunk contest. I still think he won that dunk contest. I believe he was robbed. Um, I know quite a few listeners uh, will agree with me on this because that degree of difficulty he had my he had the mascot on it was a hoverboard <laughs> like yeah. what in like a, a, a counterclockwise rotation like in both legs or no no that was a different one i'm sorry he had him he went he jumped and put both legs over dude and tucked the ball underneath and just smashed it like that dunk like he looked like a, a lawn chair i was like bro the, the degree of difficulty the athleticism like come on yo i just that dunk right there for me was the one that sealed it and I know Zach did the windmill from the free throw line, and that was pretty, you know, incredible. Because, duh, like, people, shit, I can barely do it from the block, if we're being, you know, completely honest. But, man, I just think Aaron Gordon won that dunk contest. If you make me pick, try to make me pick it, I'm going to go with I'm gonna go with Aaron Gordon and Zach Levine. Because, once again, that was kind of more of my time. And just the entertainment aspect of it was really, really cool for me to watch. So that's how I feel. Yeah, uh, I, I hate to say this, but I'm on the same page as you on that one. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mm-hmm. give doesn't give me much to argue with you about. But yeah, I think that that dunk contest was like you said. It was like uh, I'll go ahead and do better this time. Uh, okay, you did that. I'm gonna one up this one. Okay, I'm gonna one up this. Like there was never a dunk that took a step back. No, no. It was just wild. Like. Everyone was was legitimately watching it. Like, dude, what are these guys gonna pull out of their their sleeve next? Like, this is this is nuts. Like, how are they even doing this? Yeah. Like, yeah, the, the side backboard dunk. He like bounced it off the side of the backboard and came like completely underneath to kind of play with the Vince Carter dunk of old. Like, come on, yo. Those are like that stuff is silly, and it's just it, it was there was just so much athleticism and so much creativity that's the word i want it was very creative yeah. they were super super creative like oh my goodness okay dude who puts a, a mascot on a hoverboard spinning counterclockwise and then he scooped the ball he didn't even just grab it he scooped it and held it behind his head and then put the other hand behind the head as to say like i'm relaxing in midair like yeah what? like come on and then the uh what was the other one he like dropped the drone he used the drone to drop the ball or something like that what, what was drone? oh uh, man what was his other i don't think he used the drone i think that was a different one but okay he also just, did the uh the one where he went up for a tomahawk and then he brought it back down underneath yeah the double and, pump oh yeah oh, like man. people don't you don't realize what you just saw until you see it in slow motion like i think Dude. Shaq said that during the dunk like you don't realize what you just saw. no it was kenny it was the jet kenny oh, the jet yeah, yeah, smith yeah. legit said he said hey reggie i don't think you know what you just saw let me see it let me see it and then it plays in slow motion my man fully extended below below the you know the heels of his feet he brought it back and just oh man come on yo no that's nuts that's stupid it's stupid athletic like the athleticism and the creativity the degree of difficulty it was just so much more entertaining for me so yeah. that's why i, I mean, choose that one zach levine went underneath his legs from from a step inside the free throw line like that, yeah. that's wild yeah and just and the windmill from the free throw line that's insane Shh. what like come on yo that's that's wild but what else we got man 
So, okay. We so can do we that kinda, one all day too. Right? We kind of strayed a little bit, but going back to The Last Dance, the documentary of the Bulls, is it, safe okay. to say, is it safe to say that the 96-97 Bulls is the best team ever assembled? Jeez. That's a tough question. Because the yeah. only other the only other team that would be in comparison would be the Warriors, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's like you, you, got, you got the Warriors that had a better record, but then they lost in the finals. So is that... Does that kind of, you know, hurt yeah, their I think, case? Oh, yes. I think it definitely uh, puts a blemish on the record. I definitely, you know, you you did everything that you were supposed to in a regular season. And then you just went to the show. And, I mean, ultimately you choked. You you didn't do what you were supposed to do. What, you didn't do what you've been doing all season. I mean, there were and you were guys out. Yeah, and they were up 3-1 in that series. Yeah. Come on, yo. Um, yeah. But, I, then I, I, but then again, that was the series that LeBron averaged a triple-double throughout the whole series <laughs> we can go on about that series that right like straight up someone said you're not good enough he said hold my beer i got this <laughs> hold my beer oh man yeah i think i'm gonna go with i'm gonna go with uh them being the better team yeah which makes them yeah the better the best team of our generation because that's the only the warriors were the only team that came close to that so yeah if it Based on everything, the only issue is that they didn't win in the finals. Had they won in the finals, that's it. It's over. That co- that yeah. conversation, we're not even having that discussion, honestly. Like it just, it's kind of a waste of a topic at that point. But yeah, I'm, I would go. I'm gonna go with the Bulls. And plus, the goat was on the team, so like you already low key would get a, la- a landslide victory in my book, right? That uh, my favorite player from that team though, Scottie Pippen. I knew it. We've had this discussion too. I uh, you want you want to talk about a guy who he can do it on the I know Jordan was all defense too but you want to talk about a guy who's like the perfect Robin to a Batman that's him guys for those of you who don't know this this gentleman here he's all about all around all purpose players if you can do it on both ends you have Josh's love so <laughs> I know up, where, like, yeah I know where that comes from and you're if the other you're absolutely if the other, right. If the other team's best player can't score, you're going to have a much better chance to win. Otherwise, you're just going to have a shootout. You're absolutely right. Correct. I don't. And like, I don't disagree with you. Uh, the only thing, the only reason why Jordan, to me, is my favorite player of it, because it was t- when it was, you know, the clutch gene. When it's time to come up in clutch moments, like you know, the number that was called. I mean, he only deferred one time, and that wasn't even really a def- deference. I mean, they, you know, they talked about it in the huddle because Jordan knew. I actually watched that footage today, as a matter of fact. Uh, when, when they had that timeout with 25 seconds left and and Jordan and Steve Kerr are talking. And ironically enough, Steve Kerr is the coach of the Warriors, <laughs> the team that we're talking about. But right. And he's the one that takes that shot. And if you listen to the audio, Steve Kerr legit says, hey, you know, I'm, I'm going to be ready because they're going to be on you. I'll be ready. And he hit it. He, met, he fucking buried it. So yeah, he was a shooter. Yeah, a shooter. Yeah, Kerr had a yeah. He had a nice little shot. That after that, what is it? The form afterwards, that wrist work, man. Come on. Oh yeah, man. So I think I'm gonna go with Jordan being my favorite player, be, based on the solely based on the clutch gene. But I definitely like the Scottie Pippen, uh, you know, pick because duh, like anybody that can do it on both ends of the floor is very valuable to your team and your success. So yeah. Yes, and I think that I think someone who kind of gets lost in the shuffle in that whole team is uh is Tony Kukoc. Oh yeah, man, the homie, Kukoc. Let's not let's not forget he was an Olympian as well. Yeah, just not definitely. from the U.S. Definitely, like, he he was legit. He could play. Yeah, hundred percent. He um he, he created then, a little bit off the dribble. He was more of a spot up guy for me. Um, 
But yeah, no, Kukoc is definitely yeah. People don't talk about him enough. Definitely, you're absolutely yeah. right. I think it's wild that you got a guy who's in uh, Dennis Rodman, who's six nine at best, and he's leading the NBA in rebounds every year. You want to talk about a straight <laughs> just animal competitor? Yeah, that's a dog. They don't make those that anymore. That is a dog. They don't make they those don't. anymore. Like, the only like one Draymond. That... Draymond Green kind of thinks that he is, but he ain't a dog like Rodman. Like, you get in Rodman's face, you got to be ready for, you know, something to go down. Oh, yeah, we're moving furniture. Oh, yeah, furniture's moving. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Dennis Rodman? Dennis Rodman, we're moving furniture. It's a, you we're know. We're moving furniture. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's going to be some furniture moving around in that mother. Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, I think the only player remember- for me that kind of comes, that emulates that dog, like, is in a... I, I don't know if you if I've talked to you about this. I really like uh, Pat Bev. I know I know people don't like him. I know people don't like him, but that man, a he's a pit bull. I'm a fan. He is, the man has rabies when it comes to just being all up in you, man. That he you, you can't get nothing by him if he don't want you to. I mean, I know he does a lot of like you know theatrics and he's a little bit over the top, but clutch moments. That's not a guy that you want defending you. I can tell you that. Dude, he's he's irritating. Extremely irritating. He's an absolute like he, nuisance. He will frustrate you and get you off your game. I was so mad when my team got rid of him. Oh, when the Houston Rockets let him let him go, a piece of me left with him, honestly, because I knew we had lost a very special and just very very competitive player that will do anything to to win the game. Anything. He was part of the uh, the CP3 trade, right? Yes, sir. So, did uh, did Lou Williams go with that one too? No, I don't believe so. I don't know. I don't know where Lou is right now. I should know. That's six man. I don't know where know, Lou he, is. Uh, he's, he's on the Clippers right now. Okay. All right. That's what I, I thought. I was thinking he went in that trade, too. No, he didn't. That though. No, he didn't. I don't believe so. Lou's still there. Lou's draining threes and breaking ankles right now. <laughs> All righty. So what else, man? What else you got for me? What you think about Tom Brady going to the Bucks? Oh, that's a good one. Um, I like it. Uh, I think that if he, I don't see him winning a championship in Tampa Bay, if you know, for the record, I definitely don't see that. I definitely see him giving that division a lot of problems. I see him giving, you know, trouble to a lot of defenses, especially feeling like he has something to prove because they're, they're saying that he's, he regressed. Um, I think it bodes well for him if he just makes it to the playoffs. I mean, if he gets to the second round of the playoffs, for me as a fan uh, i'm looking at it and i'm saying well you're not done yet i mean you know you you should be because i mean you're sitting on you're sitting at the top like let's go out on top but yeah, and you're 57 years old <laughs> yeah, so we know that you don't necessarily have the, the arm strength of old but you know if you can find a way to orchestrate you know wins because the division isn't tough it's tougher than what he's used to i'll say that the division that he's in now is a, is a little bit tougher than what he's he's used to dealing with. I mean, um, but I like it. Uh, I like the weapons that he has with, you know, Mike Evans, of course. You got O.J. Howard. You got, uh, what's the what's the other guy? Um, I'm blanking. Dang it. What is his name? Oh, who did they, who did they just pick? They just picked up someone. But speaking of O.J. Howard, though, uh, I guess he's he's about to be gone. I think he's going to the Patriots. Sorry? Yeah. What? Crazy, right? Nuts. Yeah. That like almost makes no sense. But I mean, okay. 
I don't know why they're letting him go because if I mean maybe they're getting something good for him but if I'm Tom Brady I'm kind of not annoyed but I'm kind of wondering what's going on because with where he's at in the stage of his career I see a lot of double tight sets I see a lot of you know uh splitting the tight end out wide making you know those those seam pass or you know those throws up the hash or those those corner routes those drag routes to your tight end to get out of a bind and oj howard is probably one of the most elusive tight ends like right now he's really good he's taken for granted he's a very good tight end and that's a that's a that's a how do you feel about it how do you feel about that Oh yeah, that's, of course you know right? that. That's Alabama. Yeah, the college thing—you'll always get me on that one. But yeah, man, um, I think Tom Brady's gonna have fun. I think he's gonna loosen up a little bit. I mean, if we're if we're being a hundred, we know that Bill Belichick, as far as training camp and how he does things, is a little bit unorthodox or almost very military-like that some people just aren't, you know, comfortable with. I mean, Tom did it for a very long time. That's not to say that he he no longer wants that type of coaching environment. I'm just saying that it, where he's going, like Bruce Aarons, like obviously he's a hard-nosed son of a gun too, but um, I just think that he he's going to have a little bit more freedom. I think he's going to be able to do a little bit more. He's you might see a couple more trick plays more so more so often than not. So I think that before like all this lockdown happened and stuff I, I thought it was good because I thought it was gonna produce ticket sales for them but now I'm like unsure if they're even gonna let people in the stadiums for uh oh yeah you're right yeah for like, Tampa yeah. Bay well I mean you're you, know, you gave you gave us the information last uh last episode about Florida doing what they can to bring sports kind of back so we can watch something um but I mean it might it might hinder it it, it definitely will hinder ticket sales but it, it won't hinder viewing. I know that because Tampa Bay fans all across that great state um, are definitely going to be tuning in because Tom Brady's a big deal. That's a big name. Should I think people all across the country yeah. are going to be tuning in? I, I want to see him play there. Oh, I definitely want to see him play. I want to see what he's capable of in a completely new environment. I mean, we're talking, he's leaving a dynasty. Like, when you think of the Patriots, you think of Tom Brady. Like it's going to be extremely weird to see him with the, you know, the cleats over in Tampa Bay. Because <laughs> when Tom put on the red cleats, as far as I'm concerned, when Tom puts on the red cleats, you're fast. <laughs> My man's just like he goes on a he goes on another level. I don't know. I don't know about you know the listeners or or you know athletes, but for me. I sometimes identify some of the athletes with some of their signature attire and I say, oh yeah, it's about to get real. Like, <laughs> so, you know, you played ball when, when, the, when the cleats got spatted up, it was showtime. Oh yeah, man. If the cleats got spatted up, it's time to show up and show out. That means that we're, we mean business. I think. So where are we going now? Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I think that, uh, with Mike Evans, as a target there in, in Tampa Bay, like who's the last real like big body receiver that Tom Brady had in New England? The last big body receiver, um, like not, not a like whole the lot. last. The he last. Had, I mean, he had. Yeah. I'll say Go the ahead. last one I can really think of that could that could stretch the field and really make plays was was uh was Gordon was Josh Gordon but he only had him for for a minute 
I was gonna go a different route. The last, the last big receiver, not big receiver, but just guy that could stretch the field and make it, you know, very tough for cornerbacks on the outside would be Randy Moss yeah, for I was me. Yeah, say that too. But you definitely, yeah, you you labeled and said big guy. Well, we all know that Randy Moss is not a big right, guy, yeah. but he is he is a guy that makes it hard for you on the outside, like outside the numbers. Like he definitely makes it very difficult with his level of speed. I mean, my man would get off the release, and he's got the left hand up, like I'm open, <laughs> and it's like, dude, you're not even in, you're not even into the break of your yeah, route. Yeah, he can, like, he can already see it though. Post. He can already see it. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I'm open. Who did he beat? Like, oh, this guy's bad. When they were playing the, when they were playing the Jets, and he went straight down the middle of the field with his right hand up, and it was, Re- that was Revis. Revis that he beat. Yeah, that was Revis. He toasted my boy. Toasted him. He toasted him. Yeah, he cooked him. With just a, and it was a skinny post. Sometimes no cut is is the best cut, and it was just one of the most smooth post routes. Because usually, you know, at the top of the route, you give him a little something, you know, the, ah, ah. and he didn't give him anything. He just <laughs> he just took off. <laughs> and he just smoothed it out. Yeah, skinny post right up. That the was high. that was just yep. afterburners. Mm-hmm. Over crazy, like just stupid speed, cartoon yep. feet. Yeah. Damn, that was wild. I miss those days. I miss those days of football. Yeah, there was. It was definitely uh, very, very competitive. I missed the. I missed um, the days when receivers weren't allowed to go across the middle. I know. We talked about that last yeah. time. That's like your biggest. It thing. is. Yeah, I know. It's um. I can agree to that. That's uh. It's it's now watered down. Like I get it. We don't want to target anybody. and We don't want to hurt them. But like you said, you got to make that deposit yeah. to come across the middle. And you know me. I'm, I'm you come all, behind. I'm all about that brutality. I'm all about that. That phys- That yeah. Hard nosed football. Physical, you know. Hard nosed football. Yeah. If I come a, if I come behind the linebacker, and I come in front of the free safety, I'm expecting to get destroyed. Like, go ahead and like, just, you're gonna rock me, and I know it's coming, so I'm bracing myself for it anyways. I like, I I'm, I I would be in the huddle, and just be, I would be in the huddle. I'm like, damn. All right, here we go. I'm gonna feel this in the morning. Like, <laughs> you know, you got a 12 to 10 yard dig, and that free safety's coming, and he's coming downhill fast. Yep. So I definitely can agree to that because sometimes uh, we see things and these these refs are throwing flags so just unnecessarily. I mean, if he get if he's leading with the shoulder and, you know, he's getting rocked and it's because of how fast he's coming. That's a legal hit. That's what you put in the books. What are we doing? Yes, I'm seeing I'm seeing flags get called for legal hits that are within the credentials okay so it's targeting that's not targeting he came over the middle he sized him up and he's gonna lay the hat i would do it yeah that's silly basically i like i I was always taught and thought it to be like you're supposed to try and separate the the receiver from the ball Oh my god! You know what I mean, like. <laughs> yeah, that's just so brutal. When you, if you, if you have an imagination, that sounds horrible. But yeah, you're right. You're absolutely correct. I mean, think about it. I'm like, I'm five eleven, six foot, give or take, two hundred five pounds. Like, I'm gonna come in there, you know, like maybe four six, forty. Like, I'm I'm coming to to separate you like oh yeah you know what i mean you lay the hat yeah, like, laying i the like hat. that physical that brutality i used to have a coach that would tell us back in high school huffman texas stand up right now uh coach pope that was my guy and when i the little bit of defense that i did play he would tell me he would say, hit him 
hit him till snot bubbles come Hell out. Yeah. I'm like, damn. Hell yeah. Okay. All right. Well, we're going to hit him. We're going <laughs> to hit him until it hurts. Because <laughs> if I don't hit him, I'm going to pay for it. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, just a, a nice little crack. And the sound would ring through the stadium. Oh, yeah. And nothing would feel better. Alrighty, what's up? Oh, I, yeah. Ring, you know, you get your bell rung and you get back up and you clock in for the next play. That's just yep. how it goes. All right, before I get too sad thinking about the good times of football. Uh, right. So we got the season coming up. We got the, what do you think about the virtual draft that they're going to do? What? I didn't hear anything. So yeah, about so that. all the players are sending in like their basically their 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 yeah. pro day is all filmed and they're sending it to to the scouts to the teams. Wow. So like that just shows. Sorry, listeners. I had absolutely no idea that that was a thing. Where? When? When did this come about? When did this we was hear a little this? while ago? And then that's what they're gonna do with the draft. They're gonna do it virtual. Like there's no more green room. There's no more with all the fans. Like they're just gonna basically like. I would imagine I would imagine have ESPN and just you know have the the video board and like hey you know such this team's up and who are they going to pick uh-huh. and they just do a virtual All right my man so I got another topic for you All right let's hear it bud what do you got for me I got uh going into this NFL season what do okay. we like? Um, let's see here. Um, I definitely like the Ravens. Um, I know we briefly discussed that off air. Uh, the Ravens are, are um, definitely really, really good. They're fast, man. They got weapons. They got crazy weapons. Lamar Jackson, at quarterback, can just take off at any moment and just really, like, destroy you. Very elusive. Um, you got uh, your boy uh, Hollywood Brown over there doing things. Um, Mark Ingram in the backfield and their defense is fast. They're very, very fast. So they are um, fast. I like, uh, yeah, not a fan. I'm not like a fan. I'm not like, you know, oh my God, I'm a Baltimore Raven. But, you know, I, I give respect where it's due. Um, they're very good. Uh, your Niners are always good, um, especially the last couple years. Uh, let's see here. The Saints, man, are you kidding me? Alvin Kamara, Drew Brees. Michael Thomas and now Emmanuel Sanders, man. Yeah, so those are I like those guys. What do, what do you what do you got? I think we can't leave out uh, Danger Russ Wilson up there in Seattle. Yes, sir. That's a bad man outside the pocket. Yeah, um, if, yeah. If you force him outside the pocket, it, it gets. I feel like it gets uglier when he's you know kind of uh, scrambling and freestyling kind of thing. Dude, he's so, statistically the best quarterback outside the pocket. Yeah. Yeah, man, he's he's incredible. You think? Don't you think that maybe like the way to beat him is to keep him in the pocket and to just kind of force him to beat you through that, rather than allowing him to you know kind of roam and do uh, have a whole lot of improvision going on? Yeah, you got to make sure you control the edge with him, I guess. Yeah, definitely. Don't let him don't let him get outside, but it should be okay. I think uh, I think they're good. I think their defense needs a little bit of work. Okay. Who else we got over in the other division? So we got, let's take the the Packers. I think the Packers might actually still be okay because they got that fast, very good defense. Yeah. Um, I mean, and then, of course, the bad man that is Aaron Rodgers. Like, are we, yeah, exactly. Is right. That is a bad dude. 
uh, any any quarterback that decides to play the entire play well not the entire playoffs I don't I'm not sure how long the stretch was but just like a full-on calf strain um, that love that kind of heart like uh, yeah I'm a fan I like it I, I always I'm down it sucks because I don't like the Packers but I am a I am an Aaron Rodgers fan yeah yeah I'm not a um, I'm definitely not a Packer fan uh, but I I enjoy watching Aaron Rodgers play. Um, and then, uh, oh, they got your boy. Um, what is it, Devonte Adams, right? Or oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's your man. That's the your your route runner, as you say. Dude, I like it. Uh, I know he's good, man. He is good. Um, I definitely enjoy uh, watching him play. Uh, and then uh, they're they're improving their running game as well too. So they should be they should be good. They should be good offensively. I think they need one more weapon though for Aaron Rodgers to really get it done. They just need one more one more weapon, and I think they'll you know they'll be really really special to watch. Yeah, I think over in the uh, in the A, Browns have a chance. Say it one more time. I'm sorry. Over in the AFC, do the Browns have a chance? <laughs> or the Browns? I, just, the Browns I, is always going to be the I Browns. Thought, for a minute, for a minute, I thought we were having technical difficulties. <laughs> like there was a connection issue. So you just asked if the Browns are going to be good next year. Uh, no. That's just a flat out no. Um, <laughs> I don't even think we should talk about it anymore. That's a waste of time. That's the Browns. Um, uh, I, I mean, I guess we. I guess we'll talk about it. Uh, they just—they're just an—they're just, an, they're just a, a, a tainted franchise. Like they're just doomed to fail. I just feel like they're just like they're screwed no matter what they do. I mean, they had Miles Garrett defensively. They they continue to have like all these number one picks. Um, and they're just they're just a problem all over the place, uh, changing coaches out and changing quarterback after quarterback. And now you got these two awesome big name wide receivers in Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry. And um, from what I'm seeing, as far as body language on the sideline, those guys are not happy. They're not happy at all. Yeah, it's weird. They got like a lot of the pieces there. You would think they should be much better than they are, but it's like I just think they. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I'd say they they got all these good position guys, but did they really bulk up their either one of their lines at all? I think that's where it all begins. Well, yeah, if you have a if you have a good offensive line that, you know, 10 to 10, that's the foundation of your offense and that's what's going to help you put points on the board. Um, a guy like Baker Mayfield I think needs a little bit of uh, needs a little bit more time for plays to develop, especially because of his stature. Um, he's not your typical, you know, six foot four, six foot five quarterback. He's a little bit on the shorter side. So it takes a little bit. Um, but I still think he's a good player. Um, I like his game. I just, I, I, I don't know, man. They, they have all the pieces. I mean, Odell Beckham is special. Jarvis Landry, like we know that going into it. The minute that, you know, they made that trade for him, like we, or for Odell, we were all like, you know, freaking out. I, at least I was the first one. Like, you know, hey, Browns might make the playoffs, bro. And then the Browns are the Browns. Yeah. So. You're also a Texans fan, though, so you, you, you know not what you speak sometimes. So <sighs> we We're going to touch on this. We'll touch on this a little later. Just just don't bring this up right now. Okay? Every, hey, every, um, hey, everyone's going to think we have beef. I'm just kidding, people. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. Um, hey, are there any other teams that we should we should keep a lookout I'll for? I'll just or? let everyone know. I'm a Niners, Sharks, A, Kings fan. So I haven't seen a whole lot of titles in my time either. 
Yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> I mean, I'm a I'm a diehard Houston fan, you know, all the way through and through. So anything Houston, I'm about. I mean, Rockets, I Dynamo when they were a thing. Um, Astros, yes, I know. I'm sorry to the listeners of LA. Yeah, I get it. But you know, hey, it is what it is. That's where I'm from, and I'm gonna rep it till I die. So that's how that goes. Hey, let's touch on that actually real quick. Yeah, you want to you want to touch bases on that? Yeah. One? What do you okay. What do you think? Do they should they get to keep their title? <sighs> um, uh, yes, yes they okay. do. They keep their title. I think they keep their title because um, a lot of the uh, a lot of the stuff that you know transpired and you know the the whole scandal and whatnot. I think I feel like that stuff has been happening and no one got caught. I just feel like you know the Astros they got caught. Yeah, they just got caught slipping. Just like you know the whole you know uh, with the Patriots and, and their and their cheating scandal. You just got caught. Um, and is it right? Uh, I don't necessarily know, but I do think I, I don't think that it's right. I'm sorry, um, but I I believe that it's part of the game because it's been going on for so long, and it just so happened that we you know we as Astros fans or the Houston Astro organization got caught slipping, and that's what it is. And that's why that's my stance on that. Um, I keep, I feel like we keep our title. Uh, I know, obviously, all of LA is probably like screaming right now at you know, at the at, at, uh, through the earphones or whatever you want to call it or how they're listening. But um, I, we keep our title. I mean, it is what it is, and I'm unapologetic about it. So I don't know what to tell you. I I'm not either <laughs> way about it. I mean, like you said, it is what it is. Um, yeah. I think I think there, there could be arguments for both sides, and yeah, everyone everyone yeah. does cheat. I think they just took it to another level when when you start getting like computers involved and whatnot. Like <laughs> like if yeah. you're trying to steal a sign from second base, you know, when the catcher's putting the signs down, that's one thing. But if you're starting to use electronics and whatnot, like you need to pump the brakes. Like let's let's back up a little bit. Hey man, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Okay. That's how I it's look only at it. it's no, only cheating if you get caught. But I'm sorry, my boy, if you get you got caught. Yeah, yeah, you definitely got you know? caught. You got caught with your pants yeah. down, man. But it's uh, man, uh, you had to say that one right there. <laughs> that hit me right. That hit me right in my right. soul. <laughs> All right, so uh, we're gonna take a quick break, guys. Um, you know, go ahead and do what you got to do, uh, and we'll be right back. And we're back. All right, cool. I just take a restroom break, guys. Sorry about that. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. What's up? What do we got next? What's going on? So I think we're talking about who, who we like going into this next NFL season. Okay. Um, I know that? I mentioned we mentioned the the Ravens. Um, you mentioned uh, the Niners. Who else, who else did we mention? Who else did we talk about? I feel like we can't ever count out uh, Russell Wilson and the Seahawks. Yeah, Seattle, always a threat, always an issue. The NFC. I feel NFC's like he's easy. Yeah. AFC, <laughs> AFC, AFC is tough. I, I, I'm curious to see how the Steelers are going to look this year. Um, We can never – you know who you can't count out. You cannot count out Mike Tomlin. Don't count him out, yo. Yeah, he, he definitely. He definitely made a dollar out of fifteen cents. <laughs> like, like he had Mason Rudolph get hurt, and then he had another guy get hurt, and he was, you know, and they were still kind of like in contention. But 
you know, having to manage the game because you got a brand new quarterback. So the Steelers are definitely something to, you know, just keep on keep on your mind. Like they're not going anywhere. They're gonna have their issues. They don't have the weapons right now, but they're not going anywhere because of their coaching staff. Yeah. Their coaching staff is yeah, Mike Tomlin. Duh. And they they still got a super freaking fast defense. They got young defense too. Yeah, they're young exactly. Their young guys are gonna be more experienced this year. Um, they're definitely going to be able to uh, defensively. They're going to be able to recognize like what's going on on the other side of the ball a lot quicker, a lot sooner. So um, scoring on them in the passing game is going to get a little tougher. I can definitely see that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Damn, uh, that, I, I, hey, how, how's your Texans going to be? Oh, I knew it. You, I didn't <laughs> want to talk about it. I didn't want to talk about it. Um, I don't know what's going on over there, man. <laughs> I'm stressed out. <laughs> how do you get rid of DeAndre Hopkins? I'm so stressed. I don't know how to feel. I don't know what to say. I, man, I don't know. Um, they tried to do something and, you know, make me feel good about it by getting Randall Cobb. Um, I'm not taking anything away from Randall Cobb. Like, don't misunderstand me. Like, he's incredible. I was a big Randall Cobb fan years ago, especially for fantasy because he went crazy. But, um, I, I, yeah, I got, I mean, Will Fuller, if Will Fuller stays healthy, which is a big if, I mean, because it just is like, you know, he has a lot of issues with getting injured uh, between hamstrings, ankle injuries and calf strains and this, that and the other. Um, and that's because he's making those muscles move so damn fast because <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> that man is a like he's a speedster. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't even remember who we have in the run game right now. Uh, I have no idea. Well, now you got David Johnson from from Arizona. Oh God! This <laughs> poor salt right on that wound. God! And don't forget to twist the knife. My goodness. Yeah, David Johnson. You want to talk about staying healthy? I don't know what happens there. I I, I saw one good year, and everyone lost their minds, and they thought he was going to be incredible, and. So I guess Bill O'Brien was like, that one year is good enough for me. Let's get rid of our best receiver. Like, what? <laughs> Come on, yo. I don't know, man. DeAndre Hopkins is the cheat code, and he's going to have a blast next to Larry Fitzgerald. He just, he legit just put like three more years on Larry. That allows Larry kind of, you know, chill when, when times yeah. get hard. Because, I mean, if we're honest... Uh, Larry Fitzgerald is always keyed on in some of the most pinnacle moments of the game. Like, he's done so many crazy clutch things. So, uh, that, you know, it alleviates a lot of stress for Kyler Murray, too. I mean, he's he's got weapons now. And he's a little speedster on his own. As soon as the pocket breaks down, you better watch out. That man's moving. He's out of there. So, I don't know. Uh, I'm very nervous for this season as far as the Texans are concerned. For the record, Josh, thank you so much for bringing it up. <laughs> I appreciate it. I had to. It's like the, it's like the worst trade of the offseason. Oh, absolutely. Bar none. Like, <laughs> we we lose on all facets of that trade. That trade is an L. Like, sit down and take your L. Oh, my gosh. I don't even, yeah. I don't want to talk about it anymore. Thank you. <laughs> Move on. I'm dead serious. Move on. I don't uh, want to talk about it. <laughs> hey, if it makes you feel any better, my uh, my Super Bowl runner-up Niners have two first-round picks this year. Okay, Josh, <laughs> again, moving on. So are we doing Epsom salt on my wound, or are you doing kosher? Like, what I'm is trying to pour on? that. I'm trying Come to pour on. that hot sauce, too. <laughs> yeah, right? Goodness gracious, <laughs> man. No, dude. <sighs> what else, man? 
Talk about something else. God, that's stressful. Yeah, me out. that is rough. <laughs> <laughs> trying to think of what else we got going on in the NFL right now. Dude, it's um, gonna be so, it's gonna be I, so weird seeing games without fans. I'm telling you, man. Yeah, that's not gonna that's not gonna be something of normalcy anytime soon. I don't think that'll ever ever get normal. Um, I'm not I'm not gonna like it. I mean, I'm just like if for the record, I I don't believe I'll like it uh, based on my take on it last last episode. Simply because, again, the fans do something different to the to the game to the state of the game when it's either on the line or you know when you need their energy to fulfill your drive and desire to to put it all on the line when necessary like i just i think it's going to be very very weird it's gonna be very weird everybody just kind of watching from home seeing an empty stadium like even the national anthem being sung in an, in an empty stadium is going to be awkward yeah like, what like if a guy breaks for a touchdown they can have like crowd noise to make it like pumped up you know like oh my god <laughs> could you imagine could you imagine the 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 engineer, the the mixing engineer, just back there pumping, pumping up all kinds of different sounds and stuff, and producing all kinds of crazy. You got to hire a DJ. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, right. <coughs> Excuse me, folks. Yeah, um, I don't know, man. I have no idea. I don't know. I don't know what that's gonna look like. I, uh, to be perfectly honest, like I said, I don't want to see what it looks like, but it's it's looking like it's inevitable. Yeah. So. Hey, my boy Cam, Cam yep. Newton, where's he headed? Oh, man. I want him to go to the Patriots. I do, too. I know that sounds crazy. I want him to go to the Patriots. Bad. I do, too. I'd really like, I would really like to see that. That would be a lot of fun. Um, I think that he would have uh, a, a very good time uh, with... What is what that? Is that? I have no idea, but I don't like it. Um, changing locations, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't. I don't necessarily know what it looks like, but I also am very, very into it. I do like it. I like exactly what it could mean for that franchise because at that point, that organization, I don't think that they feel as if like you know they're going to deal with the rebuilding process as long as they may have, you know, without without like a big name like that or without like a big caliber player like Cam Newton. I think that because he's coming back with a vengeance. Oh yeah, for sure. I think Belichick would be the perfect coach for him too. How so? I gotta understand that a little bit. I mean, I'm not saying that he's not. I just want to understand why you say that. I feel like Belichick can control Cam's emotions a little bit. Okay. Like that's that's yeah, that's where he's gotten into trouble in the past. Is like remember after the Super Bowl when they lost and like he he wouldn't like answer questions from the from the media and stuff. It's like my man, I understand that you're angry right now and you're sad. You got all these different emotions, but. You still have to go talk to the media. It's part of your job. I mean, yeah, I hear that. But let's understand, too, you know, Bill Belichick has had some really fun press conferences. You know what I mean? Oh, like, hell yeah. He's, yeah, he's definitely had some interesting ones to where you're kind of like, okay, I mean, you are the coach, my man. But I, I definitely hear you. He's very good at governing emotions, which is why, you know, I said what I said about, you know, dealing with head cases and Josh Gordon's of, of the NFL and your, your Randy Mosses and so forth. But yeah, uh, that's a very good um, idea as to why he would be a good fit for the New England Patriots. You're absolutely correct. I just think that uh, it's going to elevate his his game as far as being a little bit more intelligent with the ball in decision making, uh, in crunch time, um, play calling. I just find I find it to be 
very, very, like, it's going to be very fun to watch if he were to do that. Like, if that is to happen, like, I'm not an, I'm not a New England Patriots fan by any means, but I'm definitely a Cam fan. I like his game. Yeah. I always have. Yeah, Cam's awesome. The only beef that I have with Cam is that he played for Auburn, which beat my Oregon Ducks in the national championship yeah. in 2011. Yep. Uh-huh. And that was after right he that was after he took that one hundred and eighty thousand dollars to come to Auburn, and he didn't even get suspended for it. Mm-hmm. Didn't even get in trouble. Nope, because he's Cam. I'm a bad man. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> like the excuse was, oh yeah, Auburn paid my dad that money, and I never saw it. I never knew about it. Okay, let me tell you this right now. If my dad, if my dad got <laughs> slipped a briefcase with one hundred and eighty k, you better believe I'm gonna know about it. <laughs> That's right. Fair. I get it, but I mean, you know, you got to do what your PR rep says. Like that's that's what that's why it's called public relations. Like that's they he was instructed to say that. There's no way. I find it hard to believe that he just like was like this makes sense. Like he was like, no, bro, you you definitely had somebody pulling strings to tell you that this is what's going to get us away from this circus. And I I, I mean that's again I don't know factual. So but I, I definitely think that somebody was like you should say this. This makes sense kind of thing. So. Um, but yeah, he's, he's a bad dude. I mean, I'm sorry that you had to deal with that, but you know, life goes on. You took a jab at me and my texting, so I think we're even. <laughs> That's fair. You rehash, yeah, you want to rehash old wounds. All right, so I'm gonna get a little little argument for you to wrap things up here. Okay, a little argumentative. Let's That's do it. it. Super Bowl, two minutes left. Who are you taking to march your team down the field? Oh man. Um I mean we know what Eli is capable of, but I think that was a fluke. Cause that's the first thing that comes to mind because he had that stretch of just right. being really, really good in the fourth quarter. Um I'm still gonna go I'm gonna go with the obvious pick. I'm gonna go with Tom Brady. Okay. Yeah, yeah I'm just gonna go with Tom Brady. Um, that makes sense to me. His his ability to manage the sideline and just manage timeouts and the in-game situation, spiking the ball when necessary, and just, you know, calling the right play, no huddle, and just just seeing it over and over again in clutch situations. I mean, the comeback against the Atlanta Falcons, like, that was awesome. Like, yeah, yeah, I know. I had to bring that one up. That was an easy one. But, uh, yeah, he came back and destroyed them. <laughs> so I'm going to throw out a little bit of, like, I don't know what kind of knowledge this would be, but uh, the offensive coordinator for the Falcons that year was my boy Shanahan, who's the coach of the Niners now. Mm-hmm. And in that game, going into the what second half, the Falcons had a 99% chance of winning that game. Oh, based oh. On, based on based on <laughs> based on computer models, right? Okay. In the Super Bowl just a few um, months ago, my boy Mike Shanahan, with seven minutes left in the fourth quarter, the Niners had a 95.3% chance to win that game. So basically okay. what I'm saying is if you're a gambling man and you can take in-game odds, go against Mike Shanahan. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Is it Kyle or Mike? I mean, I'm sorry. His dad's Mike. I apologize, Kyle. Yeah, Kyle. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, Kyle, hold on. Now. Sorry, Mike. Mike, Mike my, yeah, Mike uh, had his Mike had his time. <laughs> yeah. of, you know, getting beat down. Let's not hurt him too much. My, uh, <laughs> my anger, my anger jumbled my brain a little bit. 
I can completely understand, um, <laughs> sir. We're seeing a pattern. <laughs> that's what that's called. So, bro, picture uh, this. Picture this. I'm there at this Super Bowl party that I don't know anyone, right? It was my buddy's friend who was having the party. So there's probably 30 guys and girls there, right? I don't know anyone there except for my ex is with me and then my buddy and his girl. Those are the only three people that I actually know. Okay. Everyone else is rooting for the Chiefs. I'm sitting there. I've got my rookie jerry rice jersey on because i'm gonna throw it back i'm gonna i'm gonna make sure everyone knows that i'm a diehard like i'm a real fan right oh this hurts so bad to hear i had my my girl i got her a uh, a richard sherman jersey so we're sitting there in our niner jerseys in the sea of chiefs fans and when they came back and damian williams ran for that touchdown late in the fourth quarter it was like all that i could do to not go off on someone Oh yeah, you probably had to control or control every impulse and every like <laughs> use every anger management tool in yeah. your belt. No, you know me. I can. I, I had to. I had to walk outside. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, because that comeback was absolutely absurd. Like it didn't make any sense at That's, all. Yeah. Because I was I was only picking the Niners because of you. I am not a Niner fan. I don't even follow them like that. I mean, I know some of their roster. Um, also, they shouldn't have got rid of Emmanuel Sanders. That was weird for me. I don't know why they did that. Yeah, um, yeah that was a completely strange. Drew Brees just got one hell of a weapon because he's he's very good. Um, but yeah, dude, I, I was rooting for them and I was doing my best to to like you know try and continue to root for them even when they were kind of going through it. And I just I slowly started to see the life just get sucked out of. You know the players, the coaching staff—they just seem so distraught. Yep. And I was very, I was very confused. I was very confused. Um, but again, you know, Patrick Mahomes with all those extra weapons—it's kind of hard to stop. That's Dude, he's, tough. A, he's a bad man. I'll give him that. Yeah, yeah, I believe him now. Uh, I, I've told you this before. I wasn't really a believer like that. A lot of that was emotional, um, if we're being honest, because I just wasn't buying the, the no look passes and you know. It, that was you know okay but no he does that like that's that's part of who he is that's how he gets down right um and he's a cool guy like he's loved by all of his teammates um they absolutely follow him he's a leader so yeah Patrick Mahomes it was hard to it was definitely tough to stop him once he got going when I saw that he wasn't getting going like it it just wasn't happening for him I was I was sold that the Niners were going to do that I was a hundred percent sold I couldn't understand it when it when it happened when it you know, the momentum shifted. I didn't get it. Yep. I'm sorry. That's all I can tell you is that I am sorry. Um, but, you know, you'll get them next year? I don't know. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. You probably won't. Based on the information that you just gave myself and our listeners, you will not get them next year. Right. Like, <laughs> you'll get there, but you won't get them. You'll get there, but not them. <laughs> Unfortunately, you're right. <laughs> But oh, I'm going. Man. I'm going with Drew Brees to take my team down the field. I like it. I feel like Very that. Good. I feel like that man is an animal, and, and like he, like he's he's had a couple unfortunate things happen, like against the Rams two years ago, against the Vikings this last year. But dude, that guy's an animal, bro. He he's a beast. He's a competitor, man. Um, I, absolutely. Me being from Texas and me being a Texans fan, it's very hard to root for anything that is New Orleans. Um, but you know. 
Drew Brees, I can't deny his his greatness. Like that would be silly. I'd be stupid up here if I were to say that he's not amazing uh, in the fourth quarter or in clutch moments or in overtime. Like what? Drew Brees is a he, he's a competitor and he's very very good uh, in in clutch moments. You know, big time players make big time plays in big time ball games. Drew Brees is a big time player. Like, period. Like, and he's gotten. You got Michael Thomas, and now you're getting Daniel Alvin, you know, Alvin Kamara in the backfield. Like, he's going to have a blast this upcoming season. He's going to have a very good time. That, yeah. That's, that's going to get weird. It's going to get weird fast. They they look very, very good. They look very, very dangerous. Well, shoot, I, I think that's all I got for you, bro. That's it, man. We're wrapping it up. I think so. Well, it has been fun talking to you as always. Thank you, thank you, folks, for tuning in to the second episode of Sports Talk with Josh and Chris. I'm signing off, man. Have a good one. Good night, man. Take care. Good night, brother. You have a good one. Later, bro.